Welcome back, friends. This is part two of our episode that we did with Mark England. And if you missed part one, I encourage you to go back and listen to that first. And the reason is there's a little bit of prefacing to what we're about to do in episode two or part two. This is the first time that Mark has ever done this live on a podcast. Not live, live for us. We didn't expect this at all, which is so awesome. The way that we we got into it was because of some um, topics that were brought up and some questions that, that I had and that Ron had. And, and Ron um, went all in and I went all in and Mark just ran with it. So he took us through an exercise, a four-step exercise that involves changing the story. So a lot of us tell stories about ourselves to ourselves all the time about things that I bet you didn't even think about or stopped thinking about. Maybe the stories that you only tell your closest friends or your partners, and I mean the people you really trust, because you believe that by them knowing about your past or about your beliefs or about your story, it's going to improve your life, their life. It's just your way of coping. Now, I will be honest, we got extremely vulnerable and talked about things that, hey man, I haven't even thought about in a long time, years. And it was eye-opening. It was exciting, in fact which is weird considering the topics that we we brought up and I mean some dark shit. So, without further ado, part 2 with Mark England. About the store about the words they want to use more of. Okay? You you want to you want to if you want to speak to yourself in better and better ways write down the things that you want to hear come out of your mouth the likelihood that you'll that that will happen once pen hits paper goes up a thousand percent and this is based on a 30-year study on goal setting from harvard university okay 10 times it becomes 10 times more likely that's the same it's also a goal you know you want to you want to you want to speak more effectively and 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 constructively to yourself and other people which is quite the goal um write down the words that you want write down the statements that you want to to say more of okay it sounds so simple that it's stupid okay and yet it's it's very very powerful very powerful uh, uh and this and you know going back to your your client who's who's doing very, very well uh, and is fighting it. She's fighting her progress. Is that a w another way to say it? Yeah. That's, right. Uh... Back her into it. So get her to write down, celebrate, it's called celebrating wins in, in, in vocabulary vernacular. Okay. Get her to write down the things that she just show up with a journal, you know, take two minutes before you do a session with her and write down the things that mm. she's accomplished. Okay. 
that's the easiest thing to do. And then it does take a little bit of skill to facilitate the, the, um, the conversations and then know what to do with, with what shows up because done right, things will show up. Mm-hmm. Go into the parts of her story, um, which will very likely be specific events of her uh, failing or being humiliated or um, uh, uh, someone said something to her. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll never amount to anything. Okay. Parent says that to a child once. Talk about sticking. And then they use that as proof. Okay. Or, or uh, it, it affects the, the, the reticular activating system. You want to break those spells. And if the pen might feel like it's 500 pounds, show me somebody who will write down in conversational English as in they could put it in a book, as in they could give the piece of paper to someone else and that person read it out loud and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a full story. Show me someone who will write down the stories, the specific events that have haunted them for God knows how long, and I'll show you someone who's on the verge of winning big time because that brings up the, the, the enlifted definition of winners and losers. It's very simple. Losers are people who celebrate the losses. They just keep playing them over and over and over in their head. That's a habit. It's a practice. Is there a, is there a space for that, though? For, you know, you look at highly, highly successful athletes, for example, who make mistakes, probably more than any of us will combined. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they play their mistakes over in their head countless times. Is there a place for that? What are they using that for? Um, Some people do benefit from that practice at times. Okay. And uh, most people are going to do better. They're going to learn faster. They're going to enjoy their successes more when they're using positive reinforcement for fuel. Of course, know where you come from. Write down the... the, the places that you've been that, that you, you'd never like to go to again. Use them. That's, that's also known as learning the lesson. Okay? Get clear on that and also get clear on where you want to go. Some people so push you, back so on when that. you do when you do um, put that picture in your head the the mistakes the the fuck ups right is it is it possible to look at that objectively versus emotionally so that you can can improve or is there is there always going to be emotion tied to it in a way like there will like always be emotion up, right? tied to that as if you're breathing in your chest mm-hmm that's also known as part of your story owning you. And that's that. Yeah. Okay. You can use that for fuel and guess what? It's going to be really hard to enjoy the, 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 the path and the destination. Um, when you're still revisiting those memories and every time you do it, it's, you get all tight and everything. So when you recognize those mistakes as contributing factors to your failure, rather than analyzing them to contribute towards not making those same mistakes again, 
that's that's when the emotion is connected. What does that experience mean about you? Hmm. Exactly. Because it's not the event that gets us. It's our interpretation of what that event means about us. It's the meaning that we assign to the event. And then it's our repetition of the meaning of the event. And there's only one way to be objective about our revisitation of a story. And that is to have our breath low and slow. As in our breath is in our abdomen while we're looking at it or while we're verbalizing it. And most people have to go through the, 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 the negative emotion and feeling in context to that experience has to come out because it went in. Okay. Pepper burns twice. Most people have eaten a, a, a spicy dish before it burns going in. It burns coming out and we have to go through a process of getting that energy that that stuckness that information out of our nervous system otherwise we're just going to keep keep revisiting the pain i mean how many how, how how long do you need to to feel pain about something to 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 know that that was a, a place that you want to move away from or said negation you don't want to do that again do you believe it varies per individual Like, is there a spectrum? Is that what you're asking, Ron? I mean, like, I wonder if some people are just so bound up by the experiences that their life has given them that it would just take so much reframing to get them out of it. Some people are in that situation and... Here, here's, here's the answer to that. How do you clean up a dirty house? One room at a time. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things about people is that somebody feels a little bit better about something. Man, it, it's, it's very motivating. You know, do we, need to, do we need to fix the whole thing all at once? No. You give me, you give me a person who's... Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just like, it's just, it's, it's like anyone in the CrossFit gym. Okay. How do you build their, their physical skill sets? One class at a time, one conversation at a time, one movement at a time. And they stay in the game for long enough. And all of a sudden they're a whole lot more athletic than they used to be. And they're stronger and they're feeling better. They're moving better. It's the same thing with people's stories. You know, you, you give me someone who has the right why. Man, I got to stop shit talking myself so much. I need to build my confidence. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of terrorizing myself with all these stories. Okay? You give me that person a pen, a paper, a piece of paper in an hour of their time and progress will get made. And when someone sees a little, it's just, I mean, it's motivating to see progress. It's like when you finally... It's the same thing that... <laughs> right, when you finally see yeah. weight go down on the scale, it, it's motivating. Exactly. And is guess it, what? Is it harder Does to recognize, though? <laughs> um, uh, no. Because <laughs> when, when someone's feeling like shit about something and 
they go, th- you can do, man, you can do a whole lot with somebody in 10 minutes if you know what you're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, could you walk can let us- go of things quite quickly. Could you walk us through like just a little bit of what that scenario might look like sitting, somebody, sitting somebody down with a pen and paper um, and, you know, just helping them break through that. Happy to. You guys want to do it? You want to do the deal? Okay. Yeah. Um, what's something, Matt, and I'll pose this to both of you. Uh, we'll just go, we'll go back and forth. We, we'll walk it through the process. This is going to be a very valuable uh, podcast for people. Um, Matt, and you can play at whatever level you want to. You can go uh, low, medium, or high on the emotional intensity scale. Think about something that has uh, occurred in your past that every time you think about it, you get the negative feeling and you'd like to feel a lot better about it. And same thing, same thing for you, Ron. And if you have, you have Ron, I know Matt does. Mm -hmm. Do you have a a pen, Ron, and some paper? I got my notepad on my computer. That works perfectly as well. Okay. Matt, you got something? I'm thinking. Cool. And we could go thematic here. Maybe something in your athletic career. Hmm. What athletic career? <laughs> hmm. And herein, herein lies another excellent point. Very few people. It's not we're taking the time. We're investing the time into this. Okay. I'm really searching now. That's uh, I, I've been working so much on things like this lately. I had to dig. It, I had to dig deep. Like is, I, yeah, I, <laughs> because there, I feel as if it would be difficult to identify anything within the last three to four years of you know when i really started diving into personal growth so looking back the thing that comes to me that sits really really terribly with me is uh, the way that i treated my son when his mother and i were so married okay uh do you go to a specific event um there's one specific event uh that I just, I know happened multiple times and it was just like when, when he would be crying about something, I would just berate him. Like, you know, the typical, the, the typical toxic masculinity type stuff, like stop being a pussy, you know, why are you crying over this? You know, just those types of, just that type of thing would happen commonly. And like, just, and even just sitting here saying it out loud just makes me feel ill. Like, okay. Okay. I'm very, I I do this stuff all day long. I'm very happy to, to, to help you with this, uh, Ron, if you're okay with it. 100%. Okay. That dude, that's, that is the attitude. Um, okay. Pick one of those specific events. Okay. We do have a theme, uh, put the gorilla on the table. So give me the, give me the one that was the most intense. And by doing that, 
uh, it either makes the other memories a lot easier to process once we get to them or they just dissolve on their own. So did you go to one of the, a specific event? I cannot like put my finger on the spe specific event that happened that triggered me to say it, but like just happened, it happened a number of times. Yeah. Just okay. So that. we'll, it's a, it's a theme. We'll treat it yeah. as such okay. title that theme, Ron, give it a title. Okay. You want What's me to tell it to you? Yes, please. Don't be a pussy. Okay, cool. Write that down. And underneath that theme, write out in conversational, detailed English. Okay, what happened? On a, an important side note to this process, folks, a specific story or a theme is... So it's impossible for me to overstate this. It is so much easier to deal with, process a story once it's been written out than when it's in your head. When someone has a specific memory and it's in their head, it's, it's, it's swirling around, it's seemingly infinite. Where does it start? Where does it stop? We just get these flashes of the worst parts of it and then... Uh, tighten up. Oh God, what do I do with that? And what most people do with those things, they either run from them or fight them. We do the exact opposite. We externalize the story. Once the story is externalized, as in it's written down, step one, there's four steps to this. Step one, you now have distance. You've now got the distance between your eyeballs and the story. It's got a start and it's got a stop. It's now finite where before it was infinite and and then you, it's it's all over essentially except for the emotional responses to it so what we're going to what we're doing here folks is called <clears throat> four stepping a story there's four steps to it that's it and writing the first writing the titling the specific memory or theme is is step number one. We're addressing the mechanics, the mechanism of storytelling. Okay, uh, while he's writing that out, Ron is, Matt, do you, something come to mind? Could be something yeah. in high school, man. Maybe you got picked yeah. on. You know? the, the thing that, that's been on my mind the most lately, and one of the reasons I've been going to therapy is correcting the way that I speak to my, my mother and mending that relationship. And I'm thinking back to one specific time. Title it. This was, title, this it like was, a, yeah. title it like a title to a movie. <laughs> and, and by uh, how old are you in this specific memory? 17. Okay. Um, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Title it like a title to a movie. What's the title? It's my birthday. Perfect. Write that down and then write the memory out conversationally. Err on the side of more content than less. And um, have you ever written this story out before, Matt? No. Ron, have you ever written this story out before? No, not at all. Do you know how rare this is, folks? It's rarer than diamonds. And while you're listening to this, give them credit, man, because this takes guts. <laughs> it takes guts to do it when it's in private. It takes 10 times as much to do it on your own fucking podcast. <laughs> I've learned when, a lot. I've learned a lot about 
trust and the more open I am about this type of stuff, uh, like, uh, some, I think it was late 2017. I actually recorded a video about how much resentment I had held, um, with my children in regards to my relationship with their mother. And like, and I, and I put that it's on my YouTube channel and, uh, the more open I am, the more people trust me. The, like, and, and I found that the more, like, my vulnerability and my transparency helps me coach them because they, in turn, are comfortable sharing their pain with me. Mm. And them being open about that pain gets them to accomplish the mission that they're on because it, it helps us determine why they're there for, for the byproduct. The byproduct is the fitness, but the, there's a deeper motivating factor. And the more open they are about that deeper motivating factor, the more likely they are to succeed. And it just carries over into the, the rest of their life. Very true. Very very true. So Matt, while Matt's writing that out, Ron, did you, have you completed step one, the writing? Uh, so the step one was the title. Is, yes. Is yes. The, so the title it and then write it out conversationally. Okay. So I, I've buried a lot of this stuff. So a specific trigger and the specific terms. Um, I'm just, uh, I wrote down what I believe I would have said in a situation like this. I don't recall any specific event. I just know that when he would have these breakdowns that I would say things along the lines of, you shouldn't be crying over this. This isn't even that big of a deal. Don't be such a pussy about it. Okay. Are those the three things you wrote down? Yeah, those are the three things that I wrote down. Okay, and and did you write down when he would do? Uh, so write down, write down if it was it was uh, just like a story you were telling them, and then write. So when my son would, you know, he'd be in his room, um, and I would walk in, and I would feel, and then he would do, and then I would say, and then afterwards I would think and feel. And now okay. when I think back about it, I feel but dot, dot. Okay. Just like that. And usually when people start thinking about this stuff and writing this stuff down, it brings out more content. Great. Get it on paper. This is, this is all mental real estate mental and emotional real estate that's going to it's going to get opened cleared out cleaned out as you say that my mind is wandering into so many possibilities of what had actually happened on the day that I'm thinking about and and I'm trying to put it all into like a cohesive way. Um, You're drafting. It's a rough draft. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking that 
am I, am I writing something, you know, I'm definitely writing my interpretation of events and how I felt, how I believed that others felt. Is it all exactly how it went down though? That's the, that's the, the battle that I'm having in my head right now. Okay, cool. As, Move out as of that battle and just, just <laughs> go with your interpretation. Yeah. Your interpretation is, is what you got and it's plenty. Cool. And, and once one of you gentlemen is finished with their rough draft, let me know. And we'll move on to step two. Mm -hmm. What determines the finish of the step? Once you're done writing. All right. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll go with, we'll work with you first, Ron. Um, step one, titled, written out conversationally. Check, got yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Step two, again, we're externalizing. What do most people do? They keep the stuff inside and they keep it to themselves. We're writing it out. Step one, check. Then we verbalize it. So go ahead and read what you wrote, Ron, start to finish. Title, don't be a pussy. <laughs> when my son would be what I believed to be overreacting over something, I would react terribly and say things like, you shouldn't be crying over this. This isn't even that big of a deal. Don't be such a pussy about it. After the fact, I would feel so guilty and even thinking about it now makes me feel ill. And then, and still... I try to treat him better to make up for it. Perfect. Then you check in. What kind of feelings does that bring up creating you right now, Ron? Well, I mean, right now I feel, I mean, I always feel cold, but I feel colder than I did before when I was sitting here. Um, I feel very somber in this moment. Um, a little bit of frustration with myself for not acknowledging this sooner. Um, disappointment in myself and the people that allowed me to do it. Um, that, you know, that didn't step in. Uh, a little bit of fear in... I'm afraid of the damage that I was causing. There's a lot right now. What's the strongest feeling? Uh, the somberness. Tens high, ones low. What number is it? It's probably about a six or a seven. Where is it in your physical body? Um, in my shoulders, like, and and like in my face. So my my face feels really heavy right now. Okay. All right answers. Always all right answers. Whatever comes up is correct. All right. So step one, titled, written out conversationally. Check. Step two, read out loud. Check. Step three, Ron, go ahead and read exactly what you just read at 70% speed. 
So slow it down by about 30%, 30% and read it again, please. When my son would be what I believe to be overreacting over something, I would react terribly and say things like, you shouldn't be crying over this. It's a little slower, a little bit slower. This isn't even that big of a deal. Don't be such a pussy about it. After the fact, I would feel so guilty. And even thinking about it now makes me feel ill. Perfect pace. And then I would and still try to treat him better to try and make up for it. Good job. Really good job. What happened when you slowed it down? It felt robotic. Um, almost, almost as if it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but at the same time, kind of like hurts more and because well I mean it's a reminder and it's sinking in and I just put in another repetition and an even more focused repetition to allow for it to oh it's the word I'm looking for to soak in what is soaking in? My actions. My responsibility. All right answers. Step three, done and done well. Step four, all right, Ron, same rate of speech. When you get to a punctuation, comma, or a period, I want you to take a deep breath in. Okay. okay. So with the breath, I'm looking for volume on the inhale and length on the exhale and make it audible. So okay. Let that same 70% pace. Yes, please. <clears throat> now, granted, I think I have some punctuation out of place here because I typed it so fast. Okay, when my son would be what I believed to be overreacting over something. Good breath. I would react terribly and say things like, You shouldn't be crying over this. Big of a deal. Don't be such a pussy about it.
after the fact, I would feel so guilty. And even thinking about it now makes me feel, feel ill. And then, and still, I would treat him better to try to make up for it. Wow, that was difficult. Because? More time to process. Cool. Process what? My actions, my responsibility, my emotions. Would you consider those to be valuable things to do? Absolutely. <laughs> I already knew the answer to that one going into that. <laughs> Any other feelings show up when you add it in the breathing? They go up, they come down. Just a reminder to myself, and hopefully I am saying this because I believe it to be true, is that the things that I'm doing now with my children are making a difference. Have you ever written that down? No. Write it down. Now we're going to rep that. Say that three times with a breath in between each, each statement. The things that I am doing now with my children are making a difference. Breathe. The things that I am doing now with my children are making a difference. The things that I am doing now with my children are making a difference. Put big before difference. The things that I am doing now with my children are making a big difference. Take out am doing now and put in do. The things that I, I do, the things that I do now with my children are making a big difference. Take out the word now. The things that I do with my children are making a big difference. Take out are making and put in make. The things that I do with my children make a big difference. Put fun in front of things. <laughs> the fun things that I do with my children make a big difference. On a side note, folks, I've worked with a shit. I've been doing this exactly what we're doing right here. Full, somewhere between full-time and overtime for the past 14 years. 
I've worked with a number of parents over the years and uh, focus less on being a, uh, a good parent, okay? Focus more on being a fun parent. You wanna have a long, uh, enriching relationship with your kids, do more fun things with them. What you feeling now, buddy? <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> because? Because those are the things that I've been working on. Yeah. More fun things, you know, along with responsibilities and stuff like that. Of course. But I believe I've acknowledged that. They got to believe. I have acknowledged that the fun things are more important. Take out have, 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 put in acknowledge. I acknowledge. I acknowledge that the fun things are more important. I acknowledge that the fun things are important. See what we're doing with the language, folks? And everybody knows it's, it's so easy to plot and scheme fun things with your kids. Because everybody knows what fun is. <laughs> and you, you tell them. Hey, we're going to go have some fun at the arcade. <laughs> cool. We're going to go have some fun in the park. The, the, the people, the, the parents that have the best relationships with their children are the, are the, are the, 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 the over the long haul, the ones that go do fun stuff with them. You know, I, I am the fun uncle. What did, what did I just do with the, all the grandkids at the farm right before I came up here? I, I put on our man John Wolf from On It and gave him a, a eighteen minute warm up uh, for one of the for one of the online kettlebell courses, and then uh, ran him through about forty minutes of kickboxing to make the thing super fun. It's what we do every single time. Every time we're together, my one of my nieces is seventeen years old. She's been. You ask either of them the the the. The other three start a little bit later, but my my two nieces, uh, you know, for my sister, you ask them when they started kickboxing. They said, I, "I have no idea." Just all they started when they were six months old. I'd sit them in my lap, and they had no idea what was going on. And I'd take their hand, and I'd just go like this on my on my fist, over and over. And they look at me like, "I, I mean, they're six months old." And it's something we do every single time we get together. And that l has laid, it's not that it lays, it has laid the foundation for when the inevitable conversation about who knows what shows up, we have a foundation. Be more fun. Parents, be more fun. It's super easy to, to you can, you know, I, just, I, I don't know if I'm being a good parent. Or not. Okay, okay, I get it. And be more fun. Good job, dude. What, um, what, what happened when we went through that? And that, that took, what, took 12 minutes, folks? I realize where I need to work better. And I realize where I am doing good. Okay, great. Uh, two title, two, two things. Where I'm doing good. 
Yeah. Okay. Write that down and then bullet point them in not bullet point, but just single sentences where you're doing good. So this is him celebrating the wins. Very few people, very few parents write down on paper or digital paper where they're doing well. Okay. And once that happens, it's now a thousand percent more likely that he's going to keep doing those things and get even better at them. Matt, you got that, uh, got that story titled out or written, written out. I do. Cool. So that's step one, folks. Again, this is total rocket science. I'm kidding. Uh, titled and written out conversationally. Check. Step two, read what you wrote. See the breath, everybody? <laughs> Stress response. Now I'm, I'm already reading it as Ron read at 70% with the breathing. And, and as he was reading his, I was reading mine the same way and taking breaths. And it's already changed a bit, but I'll read, I'll read it um, conversationally. Cool. My expectations were that I would get everything I wanted for my 17th birthday. I wanted my family to be together. It wasn't. My dad was gone. My mom was there. She didn't. She did what she could with what she had. I felt neglected when all I got was a card and a cheap dinner. I wanted more. I went quiet and I got up and left after, after a fight. I grabbed a bottle of whiskey that I took from my uncle and drank half of it. When I think back, I feel disappointed in myself. Strongest emotional response right now? Sadness. Ten's high, one's low. What number is it? Eight. Where is it in your body? In my face. I ask these questions a lot. That's an understatement. So it helps. One, I want to know what's going on and what number and where. And it also helps uh, clients get in touch with what they're feeling and where, also known as connecting dots. So again, folks, give these guys the credit they deserve. This takes a lot of guts. Uh, all right. Step three, read it at 70% speed, please, Matt. My expectations were that I would get everything I wanted for my 17th birthday. I wanted my family to be together. It wasn't. My dad was gone. My mom was there. She did what she could with what she had. I felt neglected when all I got was a card and a cheap dinner. I wanted more. I went quiet and got up and left after a fight. I grabbed a bottle of whiskey that I took from my uncle and drank half the bottle. When I think back, I feel disappointed. Good job. What happened when you slowed it down? I began to question why I wrote it in the first place. And my my reaction 
and my my feelings toward it now are what resent resentment okay because or of for what for resentment who? resentment that i th i thought was toward my my mother now i feel it more more about myself and about the the thoughts that i have and have had all right answers okay step four you saw ron do it mm -hmm. uh same cues for the breathing volume on the inhale uh, okay let me back up a second for step three when someone slows down their rate of speech their breathing begins to descend down into their abdomen when someone's talking very quickly which is very common when people um, tell emotional stories the breath is trapped in the chest known as uh, shallow breathing or labored breathing when someone's breathing is trapped in the chest their uh, um, they have tunnel vision they stay fixated on something and listening skills go way down it's called amygdala hijack look it up and so when we slow down our rate of speech and the breathing begins to descend down into the abdomen which is where we want to be we want to be down regulated when it comes to describing the places that we've been otherwise we're still trapped in the story we're, we're participant we're still participating when the breath is trapped in the chest you're still in the story and you're still taking it personally when the breath gets down into your abdomen you literally have gifted yourself breathing room and it goes from being in your face to it, it moves out so you now have distance you have perspective okay you can see more of the of the of the picture than when you when you were before how you were before again the mechanics this is i'm, I'm far less con, uh, concerned with the whys i i want i want the hows this is all about the hows this is this this coaching system is all about the how and it's all about all the right questions when i coach i don't tell people anything who am i to think i'm smarter than you about you that's a joke it's questions 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 so step four you saw ron do it breathe mm -hmm. at the punctuation volume on the inhale length on the exhale when the exhalation is longer than the inhalation you're going paras parasympathetic and make it audible so we can all hear it mm -hmm. my expectations were that i would get everything i wanted for my 17th birthday I wanted my family to be together. It wasn't. Great breath. My dad was gone. My mom was there. She did what she could with what she had.
I felt neglected when all I got was a card and a cheap dinner. I wanted more. I went quiet and I got up and left after a fight. I grabbed a bottle of whiskey that I took from my uncle and drank half. When I think back, I feel disappointed. Great job. What happened, Matt, when you added in the breathing? I distanced myself from, from the words on the page. It was less emotional than when I had read it without the breathing. It was more like I was reading someone else's story. As opposed to participating in the story as opposed to putting myself there are there any benefits to that for you it changes the story that i tell myself to what To there, this is a there are things that that happen in our past, and it's not what stay we, in affirmation. It is. It is. It is. It is a. It's a different way to define ourselves, or a different way. Write for that me down. To define Write myself. that down. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Way to make it personal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different. Look what he said. It's a different way to define mm -hmm. myself. Also construct an identity what's the difference mm -hmm. the difference being I can react or I, I can I can let this go and write that down and use write it as down. a as a way to or not use it against other or against my mother or against someone else or against myself. Check, check and triple check. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. I can let this go. You ever written that mm -hmm. down? No. No, I haven't. I can let this go. Now define the this. What's the this? I can let my feelings of resentment go. Yeah. I can let my feelings of resentment go.
not put a because on the end of that sentence and fill the rest in. I can let my feelings of resentment go because I'm a different person now. That's it. That's all you need. So simple. What kind of feelings point, is it? Say again. Isn't the point though for it to be simple? So simple is is high level. Any anybody can make something complicated. It's the easiest thing in the world. Simple though, that that is indicative of the reps. That's mm -hmm. that's indicative of distillation of a concept. That's that's indicative of contemplation. How many coaches have you seen teach a very overly complicated class? A few. A few. Versus a very simple and clear, simple and clear instructions. Well-timed words easy to follow along cues. I remember at my level two, my CrossFit level two, uh, the, my biggest take home from that was short, direct and actionable mm. was, was uh, the best cues to be able to give. So it just, it, it's just going right. It's, it's what you said right at the beginning of this conversation. Uh, the fewer words delivered clearly got the job done. When you were working with the kids. Yeah. And when I'm working with myself. I find simplicity beautiful. I, I, I feel like, or I feel we, we tend to look for complexity sometimes. And just reading, reading what I had written down just now, that that last affirmation it's it's something that i would usually add to and just make justifications with when i when i am forced not forced when i'm looking at it now as a more simplistic way of thinking there's less emotion tied to it. So I can look at it objectively. And my mind is, is focused in one direction as opposed to looking for all of the reasons why it wouldn't be true. Back to the reticular activating system. Mm -hmm. Ladies, gentlemen, pick up the pen, <laughs> write it down. Write, write whatever the thing is down. You can totally do this work on your own, okay? You can also get someone to, to, to help you with it. Um, and you can teach any fifth grader to do it, okay? You gentlemen could turn around and facilitate this to someone else with a very high level of success. You, you, ha you, you, you get to a specific memory, uh, uh, you know, Matt, it could be, you know, a bad breakup. 
there's a, there's a, whatever it is. There's a, there, there are, I'd bet everything that your client who's having trouble giving herself credit, uh, has a specific memory or a series of specific memories that she's still stuck in that is forcing her reticular activating system to combat her wins. Also known as the victim mentality. The victim mentality is antithetical to our success. The definition of the victim Victim mentality. I'm going to take a little bit out of the middle. This is the verbatim def definition. The, the victim mentality is an acquired personality trait where a person tends to regard himself or herself as the victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends on a habitual thought process and attributes. That second sentence, killer. The victim mentality depends, as in it has to have a habitual thought, it has to have habitual thought processes. Habitual accurately implies duration, repetition, and addiction. What are you are you saying that we can get addicted to certain ways of seeing ourselves? You're built to get addicted to it. Yeah, because a lot of people will challenge that. Oh yeah. And and then they feed off of they feed off of the bullshit compliments that they challenge. You tell someone that they do great and then they push back. No, I didn't do so good. They just want to hear you say it again. <laughs> they minimize the, the truth or the, the realistic um, event or whatever's happening because it's what they're used to. Like we talked before, how it's um, programmed and inherited over time. And we also just need an identity of some sort. That's true too. We are, we're story telling machines. We, we, it's, it's, I mean, think about it. It's as natural as walking. You know, we didn't, none of us thought consciously, oh yeah, it was time to learn to walk. No, as, as soon as we're out, we're picking our head up, rolling around, this this whole walking thing, assuming every uh, the, the 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 physical uh, vehicle is uh, working correctly, uh, we're 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 trying to walk as soon as possible. Same thing with our language. We're we're connecting dots between what these noises are and what they mean from these big people that are taking care of us as fast as possible. We're, 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 we're built for this and we can learn to get really good at it. Good as in constructive, clear, focused, empowered. Um, yeah. And yeah, my business partner says, uh, you know, if you enjoy being you, then you win. Most people do not enjoy being themselves. It's real fucking hard to enjoy being yourself or being comfortable in your own skin when the breath is trapped in the chest. It's an extremely uncomfortable place to reside. Wow. 
So now I need to study more about breath work because I'm, I'm fascinated by, by this and by the Huge. effects that, that, that um, practice, that exercise we just did on, on what that did phys- physiologically. And for those who are just going to listen to this, you know, we're on a Zoom call right now and I got to watch Ron read his 70% story with the, the breathing in between. And you can just see the change in his, in his face, in his facial structure. In, um, and, and then the, the tears when he, when he started crying, could tell that it was going to happen before. And I knew it was going to happen before we even got on the podcast. Um, I had a feeling Ron was going to cry today. What are you trying to say? <laughs> you're just a sensitive guy, man. I am. You're right. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating how, you know, we, we use language and words all the time yet forget how impactful they can be to our, to this, to our story and to what people perceive. And like, Hey, yeah, if you, if you feel ugly and you say you're ugly your face might reflect that in a way and and it's it sounds like you know mumbo jumbo and things that people make up it's real though if and you can feel the sensation if you go through this exercise um these four steps you'll you'll feel something physically and then as you read the affirmation, you'll feel a change and you'll feel suddenly better. And I love this idea of using different words to create a different scenario in your head that evokes a new, a new emotion or a new story. And, and I think we can all do a much better job of telling ourselves a better story. And, uh, and I, that's definitely something that I'm going to take away from this conversation. And I just want to thank you, Mark, for sharing that. I'm sure it's incredibly valuable when you get to work with, with clients who, who need this. Oh, it's the best job ever. Mm-hmm. The best job ever. You know, the, the, the more people I help with you know, their language and their stories, the better I'm, I am with my language and my stories. It's very simple. Uh, you know, different language creates different stories. Different stories creates different identities. Different identities create different realities. And, and yes, we're, we're known as the language guys. And behind the scenes, we should, well, we should be, <laughs> could be known as the language and the breath guys. Because we talk about it on every single class that we teach. Uh, it is um, all throughout our certifications talk about it on every single podcast the relationship between our breathing and our words if you improve your breathing mechanics and you improve the story you tell yourself about yourself all kinds of things are going to improve i promise you that and on the 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 breathing uh, side of the conversation we have a, a saying in the in lifted coaches community which is good breathing equals good coaching because good breathing equals good listening and good listening equals good coaching. So good breathing equals good coaching. And if you all would like, I can see if he's available. Uh, we have a, a, a breath coach mm. for, for the, for the enlisted community who also happens to be 
the premier Wim Hof instructor instructor in North America. He's a level three Wim Hof instructor and a second degree Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. I went to middle school with that guy, Brandon Powell. Dude's a beast. I'm happy to, to reach out to him and, and see if he, he would be available to come on your show. He, he's, he almost, almost always is. He likes getting on podcasts. I think that'd that be, would be incredible. That would be fun. All right. Guess what I'm doing? I'm writing it down. Guess what's likely going to happen now? A thousand percent likely. <laughs> so, so Mark, where where can we find you? What what are you working on that that people you know should be looking for? And and what's the story you tell yourself? Instagram, Mark England, twenty twenty. It's eighty five percent. It's a it's a free language school. 85% language posts, 15% entertainment. Uh, yeah, we're, we certify coaches. Um, I'm the, the, the head coach um, for all the certs. And if you want to learn more about that, there's a six-minute promotional video at enlifted.me. Two-month certification. You learn to coach people like a boss. You learn the language game. You learn the story game. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's the new way of helping what? people get unstuck. If there's like one thing that you could tell coaches that they would get out of participating in the Unlifted Coach, what would that be? You will learn to resolve your clients' issues, your your clients' issues, problems, fears, blocks from the inside out hell yeah by by learning about the language that they're using to stay in their own way and what to do with the stories how to go about it. it's it's talk about fast tracking uh progress with your clients yeah and and what do i tell myself um yeah Go to work. <laughs> do, do, do your thing, dude. Do your thing. And I do. Um, yeah, I keep, I keep things very simple. And, 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 and I will <laughs> continue to do so. Because I know I, I have the know-how and I have the know-to. It's very easy. Love it. M Mark, thank you so much. This has uh, been our longest conversation on our channel and uh it was definitely if not the most one of the most valuable hmm. i appreciate Gentlemen, thank you. my pleasure thank you very much for having me on and and you know this is maybe the fourth time i've said it i commend y'all's bravery to do to, to do some story work which is what we just did story work uh and 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 be vulnerable and emotionally fluid and share you know, it's, um, I, I, I guarantee that this will, this will, uh, land for your, for your listeners. Definitely landed for us, man. That was, that was something, um, going through that with Ron on the other side and Mark on the other side, it was, it was pretty awesome. And this is a few days later now that we, that I get to record this and post and, I'm still thinking about it and feeling 
the the effects and I mean physically feeling the effects. It's not uh, just a, a mental workup. You're going to feel this inside somewhere. So if you haven't already, go check out Mark England 2020 on the Instagram. And if you have uh, any more curiosity about him, just search his name on YouTube, on Instagram, and, uh, and you'll find a ton more information. We are, we are fortunate enough to be able to know someone like him. And he's also asked to come back on so we'll be doing that again in january uh, with uh, a little bit of a different topic we'll talk more about language about story and about goal setting and his unique perspective on that um, as well as his buddy brandon powell who's going to be coming on uh, we we're really excited for that and teach you guys some breath work and a host of other great things to come in 2021 thanks for listening Seriously, this is our baby. I know we took a little break during the year. It got real hectic. And uh, we, we're so happy to be able to do this and, and be able to share what we learn and learn with you. It's, it's just been an awesome ride. And, and honestly, 2020 was, was a great year considering all the, the effects of, of what's been going on. We're super excited. We're, we're happy and, and we're grateful. And we're looking forward to to what this next year has has in store and and honestly forget the year we're, we're looking forward to where our lives have in store for us and what we can manifest so thanks for listening we'll see you guys soon